You are listening to The Happy Gynecologist with your host, Amanda Miles, MD. Hey bees, welcome back to episode number 36, How to Handle the Shit Show. (laughs) So the past couple of weeks, I've been really getting back to the basics of burnout and how it really applies and how it really starts to occur for the typical OBGYN. And I'm just going to tell y'all, I've been doing some med school level studying (laughs) about how burnout affects our brains and where it comes from, because I just think that getting back to the basics and really learning about this is how I'm going to help even more of the OBGYNs out there. So um, I I think I've been having kind of some deeper thoughts and trying to break down um, where burnout actually starts to affect us. And some of these new findings and kind of uh, new ways of thinking about burnout, I've really broken down and tried to make into a very simple uh, video teaching in my new mini course. And so I want you to go check that out because I think it's super helpful and um, it's just kind of a new way to, to think about it and makes total sense. So you can go and get my new mini course by going to my website and signing up on the free resources tab. So if you go over to coach-miles.com and click on the free resources at the top uh, on the menu, uh, it'll take you to all this stuff that I like to give you guys. Um, But then you can sign up for my free course and I'll email that video series to you. I also got a little frisky this week and I added a new kickstart guide so you can download or print that and work on it alongside the videos if you want um, or you can just read through it uh, to get a lot of the same information. So I'm super excited about that because um, I like kind of the the way I've broken down um, burnout and the three steps to fix it. So um, go check that out and get started working on your burnout today, okay? Some of the other stuff, kind of the deeper level stuff I've been thinking about lately, um, kind of pertains to how burnout comes from this chronic, unremitting stress, right? And so that's like the definition of an OBGYN, right? And so, but if we go back to where burnout comes from, then we know that it's this chronic, unremitting stress that we don't process, right? Like we aren't um, processing that stress to clear that stress out of our body, right? So in the earliest episodes of this podcast, we discussed the stress cycle and that as as humans, if we don't close a stress cycle, um, we basically build up all this chronic stress inside of us and we end up burnt out. And so essentially, um, if we're in survival mode, whenever we are stressed and we don't signal our body that it's okay to get out of survival mode, because we're safe now, then we are more likely to stay in survival mode or go to survival mode more often, which essentially is where burnout comes from, is like being in that chronic survival mode all the time, I think. So you're in your primitive brain, you're not functioning well, um, and everything's a problem. That That's burnout, okay? So that is is what I've been really thinking about. So Recently, I had a chat um, a little bit on Instagram with Dr. Carolyn Moyers, who's a fellow OBGYN that um, is also the host of Sky Women podcast. You should go check her out if you're interested. And we were uh, kind of chatting back and forth about how exactly do we close the stress cycle when we're just hit over and over again with bad events at work. And so she had a handful of stressful events, and I think we can all relate. I'm sure, you know she probably just felt like they just kept coming. I've been there. I know that like whenever you have, 
you know, a shit show, <laughs> it feels like the shit shows just keep coming, okay? I like to refer to this as like this running list that I keep in my brain, right, is my shit show list. And so Carolyn gave me her list and it sounded pretty, pretty similar to a list probably that any of us could have made. And so I want you to think about what's on your shit show list, right? So maybe it's a maternal MVA, like a car wreck and you're, um, you're having to deal with that down in the ER, right? Maybe it's a 22 week breach, right? Maybe it's a term IUFD, a massive transfusion in DIC, right? Maybe it's a C-hist on a young G1. Maybe it's a code. Maybe it's a baby that died unexpectedly following delivery. Think about what is on your shit show list, right? How many things do you have on your shit show list for the last month? Maybe the last six months, the last year, okay? How about the last few years? I bet you can probably remember, probably fairly vividly, most of your shit shows, So I bet that you have a shit show list as well. And so those are your chronic unresolved stressors. (laughs) Because unless you have specifically spent time processing them, and maybe you have, maybe one of those was what I call a capital S shit show. Um, Maybe you went to therapy or you worked with a coach or something like that to really spend time on it. Unless you really spent time processing that, it is probably still on your body's shit show list as well. So it's probably a unclosed stress cycle. It is probably, you know, on your shit show list of leading to burnout. Okay. And so, um, you know, those shit shows keep coming because we're OBGYNs, right? And what I want you to kind of think about, like, do you remember back to residency where you would have a shit show and it didn't even really phase you? You're just like, oh yeah, we had this thing happen today. And like, it was like, you like checked out to the next team and it was maybe even like a little exciting to check it out because it was a lot of drama, but it wasn't like, it didn't hit you like it does now. And I think that's because whenever we were these tiny baby residents, we didn't have that huge backlog of these stressors or these traumas essentially built up yet. And so... Um, there, there's a lot of trauma research out there right now, and I'm trying to do my own research on this, on the trauma research, I guess, and how it pertains to burnout. But what, you know, what some of the trauma research is showing is that your body can have a trauma response that puts you into survival mode or fight or flight mode before you even know about it, before you even think about it, before you even realize it or register it. So you can be in that survival mode before you even know. And you you may not even know it's a shit show yet. Like you may not even think, oh yeah, this is a shit show and then go into survival mode. Sometimes our body just puts us into shit show survival mode without even us really thinking like, wow, this is bad, right? So what some of this research on the trauma is realizing is that our body recognizes a threat and we can go into survival mode um, without us even realizing it. And so what the question then comes up for me is, is that when do we get out of that survival mode, right? When do we go back to normal? So what I think it's interesting um, to think about is that often we may not even know that we are still in survival mode 
you know, as we leave the hospital, as we return home, as we go back to clinic and get back to work, right? We may still be in that mode and we don't even know it. So we may still be, you know, functioning from the primitive brain and not our prefrontal cortex, which I think is super interesting to think about. And I actually um, had an experience this last week I wanted to share with you because I saw myself do this recently and I just thought it was super interesting. And so um, kind of what happened to me uh, last week is that I had kind of a typical long week for an OBGYN. You know, I had um, several deliveries. Um, I had a couple of those that had C-sections. Some of them had some kind of unexpected findings, but nothing super bad, right? It was just kind of a normal week that that was, you know, not slow. It was probably fairly busy. Um and it wasn't really even anything crazy bad, but one of my deliveries had a bandals ring, which if you guys, you guys that are OBGYNs probably have heard of bandals ring or cedar bandals ring, you kind of know how that delivery went, right? So it wasn't a bad outcome. I um, had had one of those before and had to read about it after. And so like, I knew exactly what to do, but it's still in that moment was like, oh crap, you know, it wasn't terrible. There was no long night. There was no bad outcome. Mom and baby were fine. You know, no big deal, right? But apparently it was enough for me to go into shit show survival mode (laughs) without even realizing it. So, you know, that was, I think, Wednesday maybe. And so Friday night I get home. I'm at the end of the week and I am like in this mode of I was moody. I didn't want to talk. Um... I didn't want, I just felt overstimulated, overwhelmed. I didn't want to interact with my family. I didn't want to talk. I didn't want to make decisions. I just kind of wanted to numb out. And after the kids got down for bed, I found myself kind of foraging, looking for sweets, zoning out with my phone, not really talking to my husband, right? And then I went to bed and I woke up and I realized, um, man, hey, what's up with me? You know, so I, I, it really wasn't until the next morning that I realized I'd kind of slipped back into that kind of survival mode or that kind of burnout brain without even realizing it. And so I recognized like, whoa, what's going on for me? This is not my normal thing. And so what I did then was like, okay, I got to, I got to go and um, work on this actively. And so I went and um, I took a walk because walking is kind of my preferred form of exercise. I have uh, not... I have not become fully immersed in the Peloton yet. So you, you other OBGYNs out there with the Peloton life, I'm, I'm working on getting there. So, <laughs> so don't shun me from the crowd yet. No. Um, but walking is my, my, my favorite thing because I, I live on, um, about 10 acres and it's this beautiful piece of land. My husband keeps it mowed down and we have like a little pond and it looks like a park. So I live in a park. So I have kind of this walking trail that I do that takes me up and down our little hills and around our pond. It gives me a good workout, but it's familiar. So I can just kind of spend some time walking and thinking and sweating. And so I knew I'm like, I'm in a crazy weird mode here. I don't know what's going on. I got to get out there and go for a walk. And so I went for a walk and I really focused on noticing everything around me. And I like, I put effort, like intentionally was doing that. Okay. So focusing on smelling the air around me and how different trees that I walked by smelled different, how the dirt felt below my shoes, you know, it was soft from the rain. I enjoyed the way the sunshine felt 
on my on my skin, how the wind felt in my hair. You know, I kind of checked in with how my body felt, how each muscle felt as I walked up the hill, how my chest felt as it expanded and, and contracted, you know, whenever I took deep breaths, right? How alive I felt to be walking out in the, you know, joyous Oklahoma heat, <laughs> right? And so that process is called mindful walking. And mindful walking is a way to reconnect with your body and its surroundings, okay? And so after I got in for my walk, I went and uh, I took a shower and I turned on my favorite OR music. I got an OR playlist. And it's just like this awesome music that makes me want to like sing and have a dance party. And everybody that works in my OR is like, oh God, yeah, the singing. Um, and so anyway, I, I turned that on and basically that's, that's what I did. I had a shower dance party. And so as I was like finishing up, I took, you know, getting out of the shower, I realized that my brain had been back into that survival mode and that what I had just done had brought me out of it. And so I witnessed firsthand what closing that stress cycle could do in real time. I don't think I had ever really uh, witnessed it or been aware of that, like in real time. Okay. And so I kind of emerged feeling, feeling rested and peaceful and almost creative. Right. And it's so interesting because that is your prefrontal cortex, y'all. That is the brain, you know, wiring that we are aiming for here. And so that difference between the prefrontal cortex and the primitive brain, it was just so bizarre to see in real time. And so I sat there for a moment and paused and really compared how I felt before and then after all of this. And it made me realize that even those of us that have been to like the hell that is burnout and back can slip back into that mode. And of course we can, you know, our brain is trying to protect us. And if we've been in burnout or just in medicine in general, I think, you know, our brain's wiring to get into survival mode is a well-worn path, basically. And so being able to recognize that you know, whenever I was like, dude, why do I not want to talk to anybody? Why am I like hateful? Why am I like feeling like I'm overwhelmed and I just want to retreat and run away? Um, so I was kind of in fight and flight. Like I was like confrontational and and or like withdrawn, like trying to hide from everything. That was just total survival mode. And so it, it's it's just, you know, so used to going into that mode um, to try and protect us from these traumatic things. So it can go into that mode without us even knowing. So without me even realizing that my bandle ring delivery was traumatic, my brain was like taking me to that place to protect me. Right. And so when I chatted with my buddy Carolyn this week, her question was, was how do you close the stress cycle when you have a long list of things like this that just keep happening? They just keep coming. There's one right after another, right after another. And the answer to that is you need to have a shit show plan. Okay. Taking the time and making yourself intentionally do something that will actively signal to your body that, hey, it's safe. We don't have to be in survival mode. We don't have to be you know, functioning from that mode. So even if you have a delivery that required you to do some extra maneuvers or give some blood, but say it wasn't catastrophic, right? Your body and your brain may still view that as traumatic 
and you might still go into survival mode without even realizing it. So, you know, even if it's not that super stressful to you, you could be storing up that stress and you don't, you don't even realize it. So this is why I want you to have something that you can do every day that intentionally de-stresses you. And so that, you know, if you are intentionally closing stress cycles on a daily basis, you're going to do pretty well, right? So um, this needs to be something that's mindful and intentional, okay? So think about like if you're, well, if you're like, well, I'm hopping on the elliptical every day and I, I watch my Netflix on there. Well, if you're, if you're just kind of zoning out on Netflix while you're on the elliptical, your brain may be kind of zoned out and distracted with the Netflix. So you may need to focus on being intentional about it for like the first five minutes that you're on there. Take the time to notice your body, how you feel, how things are, are feeling, you know, whenever your muscles contract and release, how your breath feels coming in and out. And focusing on that for a few minutes and being really intentional about your workout and then turning on your Netflix, okay? Or if, you know, if you're not into exercise, that's totally fine. Journaling your thoughts is also a great way to signal your brain that you're safe. So if you aren't into exercise, I get it. You have to be at that place where it's not like a punishment. It feels good and you want to do it, right? Um, Journaling is a great way. You just like dump out all your thoughts, okay? So not like... Dear diary, here are all my hopes and dreams. No, like writing, like rage writing, or just like writing all the thoughts that are swimming or or kind of flying through your brain, kind of, you know, crazy like, like those little, you know, uh, balls on the the lottery, right? Um, you know, they're like flying around. You know, just write them all down, get them out, okay? Because whenever you do that, you are able to realize, okay, those are my thoughts, and you bring yourself back into that prefrontal cortex out of survival mode, okay? Whenever you connect with your body during exercise, it gets you out of that primitive brain back into your body and realizing how you feel and thinking about how your body's moving, how your body feels, that gets you back into your prefrontal cortex out of survival mode, out of your primitive brain, okay? Another great way to do this that takes no energy at all is to take like five to 10 slow, deep breaths, like really big in, hold it for, you know, a few seconds, then really slow out. This, um, this like actively downregulates your sympathetic nervous system, right? You can actually feel your heart rate slow down. And so doing that and then noticing how your body feels as you release that breath. Um, and so, these are things, you know, I want you to like pick one of these to do as daily maintenance, okay? So if you're doing one of these every day, then, you know, you should be doing pretty well. But in the event of one of those big items that gets added to the shit show list, right, you need to have kind of an emergency shit show plan, okay? You need to take extra time and process what really happened. And so what that can look like, I had a, you know, just as an example of something that happened to me recently, I had a really bad outcome and, um, I won't go into details, but immediately that night in that moment, I knew I've got to take care of myself. I've got to manage my mind and I need to spend some extra time taking care of myself so I can get through this really terrible situation. And as soon as the event happened, I asked myself, how can I show up to take the best care of myself and the best care of my patient in this in this moment. And I 
I watched my brain try to place the blame for what had happened on myself, but gently corrected it, spoke to myself like I would a dear friend going through the same thing. Okay. So that was first and foremost, I treated myself with kindness. So I took some time immediately after this happened. I went to an empty room. I gathered myself. I had a little cry even. Um, And I didn't shame myself for crying because it was what was needed in that moment. And y'all, I want you to know that tears are simply water from your eyes, right? I mean, they're not water, but whatever. Salt, salty water from my eyes, right? And it's nothing that is wrong, okay? So tears are not a character flaw. Crying is not a character flaw. It is a release of emotion, right? If there's a lot of emotion, sometimes you need that release. After the dust kind of settled, I messaged my office because I knew that I would tell a dear friend that she needed to take some time. And so I knew that I needed to take some time as well to intentionally process what had happened. So I did that same for myself. I took a few days off. Now, in that moment, my brain tried to argue with me. My brain tried to tell me there's no way that I have room to reschedule the people that are that are on my clinic uh, schedule, that there's no place to put them. But I knew that I needed that time, okay? And we figured it out, right? Because that's just how my brain has been conditioned to think about my job, that I must go to work no matter the problem. But I know that I needed I needed some time. So I canceled last minute, and I didn't let myself question that. I didn't allow any beating myself up. I didn't allow my brain to make me, you know, the weak link since I was, I was canceling those clinic days, right? The next day, um, I spent some time and I wrote down what had happened. Um, just stream of consciousness wrote down what had happened. Um, and then, you know, shredded it, of course. But then I wrote a letter to myself telling myself what I needed to hear. So I sat down and I wrote a letter in a way that I would have written it to my best friend that have gone through the same thing. So with love and with kindness, I wrote down all of the things that I would tell her. And so that's what I told myself. Okay. I spent some time taking walks. I spent some time taking um, time to meditate. Then I talked to my coach about it. So even though I'm a life coach, of course, y'all, I have a life coach too, right? Everybody needs a good coach. (laughs) So I talked with her and she helped me process my grief and she held space for me while I cried and she did it with love. And I will say that piece of this I had never done before. I had never truly grieved a patient. Okay. Prior to this, I would just stuff those feelings down and go on. Right. But that, but feeling that pain was actually very therapeutic in and of itself. And it was such a clean pain right? Feeling grief is such a a pain that, you know, you, you want to feel grief, right? You want to feel sad. And it wasn't like a dirty pain, which I had avoided in so many forms over the years prior, where you like blame yourself for the bad outcome and you beat yourself up and you shame yourself for what happened and you hate yourself, right? It was just this clean, beautiful pain where you you know, are allowing yourself to feel it and then feeling love for yourself um, at the same time. And I'd never felt that before. And it was sort of beautiful in its own way. And then over the next uh, day or two, I 
really spent my time focusing on taking care of myself and doing the things that I would tell a dear friend or tell a client after a terrible event. And how I process this event, this, you know, shit show task list item, (laughs) um, was truly how I think I'm still practicing medicine. Because if I had been in the middle of burnout and this event had happened, I know right now, no questions asked, I would have quit my job. I would not have been an OBGYN anymore. I would have been done. And I see that often amongst OBGYNs, right? That the shit show list usually ends with a capital S shit show. And then you're just done. You can't take any more. Your brain can't make sense of it any longer. It's too dangerous to your survival to continue. So instead of fight, you go into flight mode and you leave medicine. And that's how that happens. Of course it is. Of course. Our brain is trying to protect us. And at some point, it does. Okay? And we leave. So I encourage you to have a shit show plan. So ask yourself, you know, what are you going to do regularly to deal with the day-to-day stress of this job? Okay? That's like the day-to-day stress that's not on the shit show list right? Are you going to journal? Are you going to exercise? Are you going to meditate? Are you going to focus on taking, you know, deep breaths or doing breath work every day? The second question I want you to ask yourself is how can you recognize when you're in survival mode when you get home? So you can employ one of these, you know, you can do a little extra of your, of your, you know, shit show management basically, (laughs) right? How can you recognize this? I want you to notice how you feel when you know you're in survival mode. And then notice how you feel when you aren't. Okay, I think it's helpful to write down exactly what your body feels like when you're in survival mode. That's what I've done. I have a list of like, I'm closed down. I feel mad when people talk to me. (laughs) I don't want to talk. I don't want to make another decision. I don't want to deal with anything. I just want to sit on the couch and eat my snacks and be mad. (laughs) Not really be mad, but like be alone, right? Um, so anyway, make your list. How does it feel in your body? What do you feel like doing? What are the things you're doing when you're in survival mode? So that you can be aware the next time that you find yourself there, you're like, oh, I'm in that survival mode again, right? I'm in shit show survival mode again. So then the next thing, how are you going to handle things when the capital S shit show comes around, right? When the big event comes around. How do you want to show up for you? How will you support you? How are you going to talk to yourself, right, in your own brain? Write down a plan even, right? What would you tell your best friend to do in that situation? And then no questions asked. If that happens, you follow your plan, okay? Don't let your brain try and tell you that you're weak for crying or weak for canceling or that people be mad at you if you cancel clinic and take some time to process this, okay? Because I don't, I don't get a shit what your brain says. You need that time. Okay? So how are you going to talk to yourself? How are you going to treat yourself? I encourage you to do it just like you would for your, breast, your best friend or your sister. So if you need some more ideas on how to close the stress cycle, you can always go back to episodes number eight and number nine, um, and we go through comprehensive list of things you can do to close the stress cycle. And this is kind of, um, I kind of went through today how to make that work in real time, right? So you need to have something you're doing 
all the time as like prevention. And then you need to have a plan for what you're going to do when, you know, capital S shit show comes. Okay. So work on this, make a plan. And if you want a coach to help you through your capital S shit show, come join me. Okay. I'm, I'm here for you. I'm here to, you know, help guide you through processing your pain, processing your grief if you're going through this right now. Or I'm here to help you so you don't ever get there and um, don't ever get to that point where you're like, I'm leaving because it's so bad, okay? Um, My program is enrolling right now for the July cohort where I work with you one-on-one for 12 weeks. It's called Quit Your Burnout, Not Your Job. So if you want more information, please go check out my website, coach-miles.com forward slash work with me. All right, y'all. I will catch you guys next week. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for joining me today on The Happy Gynecologist. If you have questions or comments, head on over to my website, coach-miles.com, or follow me on Instagram at coachmilesmd. I'd also love it if you left me a review on iTunes. See you next week.